Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. In this episode, I'm going to talk about Anna Atkins, a botanist, a true photography pioneer, and England's first master of the cyanotype print. Hey everybody, Keith Dotson here. The beginnings of photography occurred in the early 1800s, a time when it was very much still a man's world, which of course means most of the early pioneers and innovators were men, but not all. In this episode, I'll talk about a true photography pioneer, Anna Atkins, who's probably the first woman photographer in history and is known to be the first person in history to create a book of photographs. Here's a passage from the New York Public Library about Anna Atkins, and I'm quoting here. Anna Atkins was the first woman photographer. She was also the first person to print and publish her own book illustrated entirely by photography. This work, British Algae, made clear the enormous potential of William Henry Fox Talbot's 1839 invention of photography on paper, as in his words, every man his own printer and publisher. Moreover, Atkins' work showed how the new medium could overcome, as she wrote, the difficulty of making accurate drawings of objects, as minute as many of the algae and conferva, by the use of Sir John Herschel's beautiful process of cyanotype to obtain impressions of the plants themselves, end quote. From reading that quote, we can discover a few things about Anna Atkins. First, she was friendly with all the male pioneers of photography in England. She knew William Henry Fox Talbot personally. She also knew Sir John Herschel, the inventor of the cyanotype process that she later mastered, and probably learned the process directly from Herschel himself. Also, she was a botanist, so her photograms of algae and other plants were more about the interest in science of botany than in any interest in art. Her books of cyanotypes were reference books, not art books. Anna Atkins was born Anna Children in Turnbridge, Kent in 1799 the only child of a scientist John George Children and his wife Hester Ann Children. Hester Children had difficulties with the childbirth of Anna and eventually died in 1800. Anna herself died childless in 1871 at the age of 72. Anna's father was a chemist, mineralogist, and a zoologist. He raised Anna with an education in science that was unusual for women in that era. First, let's talk about the notion of Anna Atkins as the first female photographer Maybe, maybe not. Anna learned about William Henry Fox Talbot's photography innovations directly from the man himself. She had access to a camera as early as 1841. However, Talbot's wife also made photographs. Although Anna Atkins is commonly considered to be the first female photographer, none of her camera-based photographs have survived, and neither have any from Constance, the wife of Mr. Talbot, so we may never really know who was the first female photographer. Regardless, Anna Atkins was definitely a photography pioneer. While her camera-based work didn't survive, her cyanotype photograms of algae, ferns, flowers, grasses, and other plants are still wonderful examples of the beauty that can be achieved through the cyanotype process. 
She actually recorded every type of algae present in the British Isles, if you can imagine that. In case you aren't familiar with it, the cyanotype process is one of the earliest and simplest forms of photographic printing. It's a form of contact printing done in the sunlight, which means you sandwich a large camera negative or an actual object like a flower or whatever onto the printing paper. The paper is made light sensitive with two chemicals, ferric ammonium citrate and potassium ferrocyanide. And after exposure in the sun or other UV light source, the print is developed in plain water, turning a vivid shade of blue. Cyanotypes are better known today as blueprints like those you can see in the hands of architects and construction managers even now. The New York Public Library provides a full scanned version of her book online. Check the description for a link to that. After Anna Atkins' death, she wasn't widely renowned and she faded in and out of history for a while. In a fantastic article about her life on artsy.net, Alina Cohen describes the journey her reputation took from anonymity to acclaim over the next 150 years. Prior to Anna's death, William Henry Fox Talbot wrote an article about non-silver photographic processes, praising Anna Atkins' work but not really identifying her by name. Based on Talbot's writing, Scottish book collector William Lang Jr. began seeking a copy of her book, but he didn't locate it until years later in London. In fact, it was 1888, well after Atkins' death. Since Anna Atkins signed her work AA, Lang mistakenly assumed the initials meant anonymous amateur. He published an article himself about Atkins' book in 1889-90, which was read by a curator from the Natural History Museum in London who also owned a copy of Atkins' book, but he knew her to be its actual author. After learning the true name of the book's author, Lang initiated a series of lectures and exhibitions about Atkins and her work. But her reputation wasn't safe just yet. Later in life, Lang needed money and was forced to sell his copy of Anna Atkins' book. And as Artsy says, she lost a major champion there. A History of Photography published in 1955 mentioned her by name, but with only a few sentences. In the 1970s, a University of Texas art historian named Larry Schaff, that's S-C-H-A-A-F, rediscovered Atkins' work and began a biography of her. Artsy credits Schaff with identifying her as both a pioneer of photography and as the first person to ever publish a photography illustrated book. He went on to publish his own book about her work in 1985 called Sun Gardens, Victorian Photograms. Her work has since been widely exhibited and is included among some of the world's premier museum collections. Atkins and other early photographers instinct to use photography and photograms as a descriptive medium. In other words, she favored them as a form of scientific illustration over traditional drawing and painting. That may have helped create a problem for later photographers who wanted the medium to be seen as more than simply a true recording of nature. The pictorialism movement was a soft focus, artsy reaction to the medium's critics who said that it's not expressive art like painting, but just a technology made for creating accurate representations of the world. Having said that, I don't mean to downplay the artistic beauty of Anna Atkins' photograms at all because they are gorgeous, striking images in and of themselves. That's all I've got for this episode, everybody. Remember, you can find links for the websites mentioned and for sources for this episode in the description. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.